U.S. arms sales to Taiwan severely violate the principle of one China and the three joint communiques between China and U.S. The sales severely violate China's sovereignty and security interests and harm China-U.S. relations as well as peace and stability across the strait. China solemnly rejects and strongly condemns it. To protect China's sovereignty and security interests, based on our anti-foreign sanctions laws, the government has decided to impose countermeasures on U.S. military industrial companies Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, who sold arms to Taiwan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is January 9th, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. And so what we're seeing now out of Taiwan, what we're seeing in Brazil, what we're seeing in Ukraine, the world is on the brink. Now, we'll get to Brazil in the next segment, but right up here, I wanted to get into specifically this provocation with Taiwan, because we've been telling you now throughout our China Files series, day after day after day, that Xi Jinping is coming. He's looking at the situation right now and seeing the chessboard. And I just came up from, just came up from Florida. We were down, we were at Mar-a-Lago. I sat with Gordon Chang. We had this discussion. Why? Is Xi Jinping looking at Taiwan so specifically right now? Number one, we got President Biden in there. We know he's completely weak. We also know that Biden and his family are completely compromised. Not just through Hunter Biden, but through all of them. And not just through the laptop. You have to understand, the laptop is just what Hunter Biden saved. It's like he had a dossier on himself. That's all we've seen pieces of so far. What about the stuff that he didn't save? What about the stuff that he didn't know was being recorded? You really expect us to believe that this guy was not going around on all those trips to China and all those deals, the dealings with Patrick Ho, the head of the Chinese spy community, in his own words. Are we really supposed to believe that Chinese intelligence doesn't have that? Really? If this is what Hunter Biden had on himself, imagine what the Chinese Communist Party has on him. I'll just leave it at that. But also from a pure material perspective, Xi Jinping understands that the United States cannot support active armed conflict in two regions at the same time right now, in two theaters. We are currently engaged in a hot proxy war with Russia in Ukraine. If you're listening to someone and they're not explaining it to you in those certain in those terms, you need you must understand it in no uncertain terms. We are currently in a kinetic proxy war with Russia. Ukraine's running low on their tanks, so low, in fact, that the only tanks soon you're going to see rolling through Ukraine this winter are going to be those supplied by NATO, including the United States, as well as the armored personnel carriers, the Bradleys. This is the perfect timing. A weak, compromised president. The United States distracted in another theater. All while the financial underpinnings of the U.S. global financial system 
and the World Trade Organization hang in the balance. Because the deal that was set up requires that China be the manufacturing hub for the world. That doesn't mean you have power over them. That means they have power over you. And we saw this in COVID. We saw this in the way that they held back the masks, the ventilators, everything they had. Medicine, all of it comes from China. So what happened this weekend? You look at the backdrop of all of that. Just as we launched the China Files Part 5, which was titled World War Taiwan, and we talked about how it would look, we said it would be a blockade. We said that China would launch live fire exercises between the Navy, People's Liberation Army Navy, and the Air Force all around Taiwan Island. Minutes after the show launched on Sunday morning, in the real world, as we would say in the military, real world versus exercise, in the real world, actual Chinese fighter craft took off from the Eastern theater, the exact same way they did in our scenario, right in the direction of Taiwan Island. And within a 24 hour period, you had 28 separate aircraft, advanced fighters crossing the median line of the Taiwan Strait. And the Taiwan Strait itself is very small. That war would engulf itself in the entire region. Japan would be involved, both Koreas. North Korea's ballistic missiles would not be launching over Japan in that scenario. They'd be launching into it, into Tokyo, potentially equipped with chemical, biological, or nuclear munitions. If this kicks off, which we do not want it to, okay, a lot of people will say, Poso, oh, you're just, you're just, you're, you're shilling for war with China. You're still in war with China. No, I don't want this to happen. You understand? I don't want this for the people of Taiwan. I don't want this for the people of China. I don't want this. I certainly don't want this for the American people. That's my country. That's where I live. That's where my family lives. People of Japan would suffer immensely in this. And it's unclear who would win. It's absolutely unclear who would win. And I've seen, you know, CNN's pushing this whole thing. Oh, the United States would definitely win. It'd be bloody, but the United States would win. You don't know that. You don't know that at all. So we need to be smart. We need to be wary. And we need to promote strategic deterrence. Look, every single day, you see a new story in the news about someone who was the victim of a violent crime. Some of you think you're ready to defend yourself against evil. And the truth is, you're probably not. That is only possible if you train often. But with the inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket along with gas, getting to the range isn't as easy or affordable as it used to be. Thankfully, there's a better way to train with your firearm and the comfort and privacy of your own home. It's called iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more. Even better, it costs less than a day at the range. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with promo code POSO when you go to itargetpro.com. When you get yours, simply download the iTarget app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to 2.23, so you can train with almost any firearm. This is the easiest and most cost-effective way to train and pays for itself in a single day. That's letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, promo code POSO. The way if you can tell a protest movement is organic is if it's not on the news. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and of course, again, we talk about the revolution will not be televised. Right. So the next day they arrest four more. The day after that, uh, boss, uh, uh, Marias puts out warrants for 80 protest leaders. He's isolated and picked out 
That day following, they had warrants. They were pre-dawn raided. Their devices were taken. Their bank accounts were frozen. They were deplatformed. And this has catalyzed this gross overreach of a gulag state, which is what you and I have been talking about. If if Lula got in, it would be gulags within a few months. It would be Venezuela within a few months. Right. Again, these are the fellow travelers that which, Lula way, he's not even, not even all the way in yet. He's already exactly. talking about normalizing Venezuelan relations. Uh, once with with no conditions whatsoever. Castillo, the Peruvian uh, president, who and, tried and to Peru dissolve, as well, yeah. dissolved the Congress, who then was like thwacked down by the legislature and the military and the law enforcement. Right, he very, tried very to stay in. And So here's the latest on Brazil. Now, here at Human Events Daily, we've been covering this in full detail. We had a, ran an entire special on it with Matt Tierman over a month ago. We're now getting you in the latest. So Matt was wondering, the last time we spoke with him, will Brazil, will the Brazilian military declare martial law in order to prevent the seating of Lula? That has not come to pass. And so because that did not come to pass, the people of Brazil rose up and they stormed the Capitol. Specifically the presidential palace, Supreme Court, as well as the legislature. And you can see the videos there. You can see the videos across social media. And you know what I said before? That exact clip of me from a couple of days ago saying, the way you can tell a protest movement is organic is if it's not on the news. Think of it. That's exactly what we're seeing right now. Or if they cover it, they'll say, oh, it's Steve Bannon's fault and Matt Tierman's fault, and Jack Posobiec, and Donald Trump, and all these other people. And they're going to say that this is illegitimate, this is wrong, this is insurrection, this is evil. Look at them go. Come on, if this were happening in Russia, if this were happening in China, anywhere in the Middle East, Iran, our media would be all over it. All over it. Look at Ukraine, 2014, the Maidan Revolution. John McCain as senator flew over to Ukraine, fanned the flames. There was a democratically elected president there. Nobody disputed the election of Yanukovych. And yet John McCain went over there, along with all the other senators that went, Klobuchar, Lindsey Graham, and they all called for his ouster. But it's remember, it's all about democracy. It's really, it's just, we just care about democracy so much. So you're seeing that now. You're seeing that now. The only time the news will cover this is to attack it, to demean it, and to put it down. And here's what's next. They are going to push for the extradition of Bolsonaro from the United States. So Bolsonaro, look at the timeline. He arrived in the United States on December 30th. He was still the president when he arrived in the United States. But now the Supreme Court down there, which is totally communist, They've suspended the governor of the federal district of Brazil. He just suspended him, kicked him out of office for 90 days, because why not? You know, again, in the name of democracy. Now they're going to move and they've already got this in writing. They're working it up through the deputy, uh, federal deputy to go for the extradition of Bolsonaro. So what's Biden going to do? What is President Biden going to do? Is he going to push for this? Because you've already seen these progressive liberals say again and again, whether it be Castro, AOC, the squad, others, 
Send him back to Stan Crimes. Send him back to Stan Crimes. Send him back to Stan Crimes. The exact same people that say, we welcome all refugees. We welcome all refugees. Hashtag World Refugee Day. Don't forget the Lazarus poem on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty. That should be our new immigration policy. Every single person. You're tired. You're hungry. You're huddled masses. Yearning to live free. Open our doors to everyone. Unless you're President Bolsonaro. In which case you have to be sent back to stand crimes. Do you get it? This is what the communists are doing. They're working with their allies and collaborators right here on the ground to work the system in their favor. And I'm already seeing this. Read between the lines on Ned Price, the State Department spokesman statement. Because he said, well, it looks like Bolsonaro came in on a diplomatic visa, but he doesn't have diplomatic status anymore because he, quote unquote, lost his status when he ceased being president. And so they're going to say he has 30 days to apply for another visa. And then they're going to deny his visa. And they're going to say, whoops, it's out of our hands. There's nothing we can do about it. It's not it's not extradition. We're not kicking him out. We're just we're just going to you know blame it on the process. We're going to blame it on the process, which is a cowardly way. It's a coward's way out. Well, you're going to go to HR. We're going to go. To, it's like it's like blaming it on HR. It's an HR decision. Just say, no. If you're going to kick the man out, at least man up and say we're kicking him out. Man up and admit that you're kicking him out. That you're going in with the communists. That you're going in with the Chinese Communist Party and their takeover of South America and Latin America. The same Chinese Communist Party that has bought an entire port in Jamaica that wants to port their own aircraft, uh, you know, not aircraft carrier, but, but potentially naval assets in the Caribbean. And you're going along with all of it. Trinidad, so many other places. We know China is investing billions and billions throughout our own Caribbean Sea. And this guy won't lift a finger to do anything about it. Because like I said before, completely and utterly compromised. It's all about money and power, folks. At the end of the day for them, it's all about money and power. You, me, I guess our little concerns don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. You know, a lot of people complain about the state of our country, or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain we need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where to spend your money. And less than a year, Public Square has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. And whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best parts. Absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsquare.com. That's publicsq.com and download an app today. Simply create your account, begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Publicsquare.com. That's publicsq.com. It's a story about how did we get to the point, whether it's through, you know, mental health, drugs, 
overwatching of true crime and 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 murder mystery and serial killer shows that we got to a point where the serial killers are back before we're stabbed with a knife but no weapon has been located at this time from forensics in idaho to pre-dawn capture in pennsylvania the door. Force was used for evening search warrants. Police, prosecutors, and the courts working hard to bring their A game. So that clip was me on November 17th of last year, four days after the killing. So the Monday after the killings took place, the Monday after this horrific news broke. And my initial read was that this was a serial killer who was obsessed with serial killers. Well, we now have a suspect and arrest has taken place. The suspect's name is Brian Koberger, and it turns out that he very well may have been a serial killer who was obsessed with serial killers. He studied criminology to Sales University back in my home state of Pennsylvania. Actually, I believe I visited DeSales once when I was looking at colleges, uh, Catholic school, had some friends that went there, ended up not going. But he studied under a professor who she herself was directly tied to the BTK serial killer and worked on his autobiography together. We also know that this guy, this suspect, was studying for his PhD in criminology at Washington State University just 10 minutes away from the killings took place in Idaho. And by the way, you know, people have said, well, when you look at this, what what comes to mind and how do you know when to talk about this in terms of a suspect, someone's been fingered, what if they can be potentially, um, you know, false accusations, that sort of thing. And of course, we always look at that, especially when people are falsely accused of crimes and especially when the FBI is involved. So I say, what's the evidence? Show me the evidence. Well, they did. The affidavit came out and I read all 19 pages of it. They've got an eyewitness who puts them there. By the way, an eyewitness who didn't call the police for eight hours, not for eight hours after she saw the killer in her home, home that she shared with her friends that night. Next, we've got evidence of his car, that he, dro he drove his own car, guy was going for a PhD in criminology. Just goes to show you that having an advanced degree in something does not necessarily mean you're not an idiot. He drove his own car with his own license plates to conduct the killing. So we've got video of that from ring cameras and everything else all around the area. We've also got his cell phone was seen in the area 12 times prior to the killing at the house or in the vicinity of the house. So signals, intelligence, communications, intercepts, same type of stuff that we weren't allowed to talk about when it comes to Dropbox in 2000 mule. No, 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 no. But through cell phone tracking, they can see him around the house a dozen times. Now, his cell phone was silent during the period of time of the murders. But here's something that is very important. His cell phone did ping on a cell phone tower next to the house the morning after the murders, but before they were reported. So his cell phone pings around 9.13 in the morning, but the roommate didn't call in the murders until 11.58. Why did he go back there? If he was innocent, why did he go back there after the murders had taken place, but before they had been reported? 
And then finally, the biggest piece of evidence of all, his blood was found on a knife sheath that was found next to one of the bodies. And I said, look, you got overwhelming evidence here. You just have overwhelming evidence. You really do. If you're going to commit a murder like this, um, a murder out of obsession, perhaps a murder out of morbid curiosity, it sounds like Leopold and Loeb to me. This is like Leopold and Loeb. If you go back 1924, two students that killed a high school kid to try to get away with it just to prove that they could. They were fascinated by what their professors had taught them about uh, how some people were greater and some people were lesser. This was very much in vogue in the 1920s. And Clarence Darrow, famously or infamously, uh, one of the founders of the ACLU, went in and defended them, gave a 12-hour defense of Leopold and Loeb. That's the kind of case you're seeing now. Because otherwise, this guy is facing the death penalty. And he should have known better, right? At least you'd think as a PhD, but, you know, PhDs don't think, that if you're living in a blue state like Washington, don't cross the line into a red state if you're planning to murder a house full of people because they'll give you the death penalty. You know, the insanity plea isn't even on the books in Idaho. You can't, can't do it. But I saw a lot of people, okay, I saw a lot of people over the weekend when I was tweeting about this, when I was getting into it, got a lot of pushback because I said, oh, wow, you've got overwhelming evidence against this guy, just like you had overwhelming evidence against O.J. Simpson, DNA, footprints, everything. Didn't have a murder weapon, but you had overwhelming evidence. There is a thread that connects the O.J. case the Idaho massacre, and the Kyle Rittenhouse cases. What is that thread? It's simple. It's a thread of overwhelming evidence. And so when we investigate cases and when we look at things like this, when I look at things like this, I look at what's your evidence and what does the law say, okay? So when I look at the OJ case, I see overwhelming evidence of double murder when in the case of Nicole Brown Simpson, and Ron Golden. He murdered them in cold blood. He nearly cut his ex-wife's head off. Still loud on Twitter. In this case, you have overwhelming evidence of guilt. You just do. You just do. And then in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, you have overwhelming evidence of the use of lawful self-defense. Kyle Rittenhouse never once crosses that line to wanton killing, wanton shooting, he only uses lethal force to prevent imminent threats of violence to him, imminent fatal threats to him. Someone chasing him, someone shooting at him, someone going for his gun, someone pointing a gun at him, someone trying to bash his brains in with a skateboard. That's the overwhelming evidence. And we need to get back to, as a country, looking at overwhelming evidence and understanding how that stacks up in court. But we also need to look at this from the perspective of holding that out to be the public good. Not political correctness, not equity, not any of these other fanciful things that Kim Kardashian wants to throw at you. No, overwhelming evidence, period. No, I don't care what you think about the victim, and I certainly don't care what you think about the assailant. Oh, he came from a bad life. A bad, so, oh, we, we can get into all that in the penalty phase. At the end of the day, if someone committed a crime, someone needs to be punished. And this individual, unless he takes a plea deal, 
he's going to get the death penalty. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.